0: Alatra, by Anastasia Novik, London, 2017. The book Alatra is the key book by Anastasia Novik, which sets forth fundamental knowledge about the world and the human being. The original of this work, as well as other books by Anastasia Novik, is written in the Russian language it must be understood that everything that is subject to translation of these books into other languages is no longer the original as such. These are rather translations of meanings and understandings of the people who make these translations in an attempt to convey this information to others. The truly cognizing ones read the book, Alatra only in the original in order to understand not only its primordial meaning, but also the impressive power and the spirit of the truth of this book. Cry of an angel clad in clothes or sufferings of a man with an angel instead of a soul. To whom and why am I writing these lines? Most likely to myself. Abiding in a holy place for years, just twice have I been recognized, and only by the people with soul that is, by God's will, free from the mind. A human mind is a stumbling stone, perhaps an entire cliff facing the soul. One cannot go around or leap over it to climb up over sharp stones, scraping your nails until they bleed and falling down the slippery ledges sweet from the mind, then to get up anew, having regained spiritual strength and crawl again, is not for everyone, for it's so lovely, cozy, sweet and warm at the cliff's foot. The mind of frail clothes creates illusions of anything you wish for, so long as you keep wishing, wishing for earthly love with a blazing heart, for children to prolong your clan, For wealth, for fame, it's all the same. So long as you keep wishing, 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 and it will all be given. In one illusion or another, it matters not. So long as you keep wishing, wishing, wishing for the earthly. But it's so hard, cry many people. No, it's not. So many times I've put the clothes on, I've roamed an endless road with just a staff, feeding the flesh with only what I found. I was a king and ruled for long over the countless peoples, and every time the clothing was too tight, it hampered me and hindered me from living. It shook with fear and got sick, and like all others, at first it wished for much until I tamed it. That wild beast, of which all clothes are woven, fears just its master, just the soul. But many fear the soul more than the beast, the soul that hinders their lives just like the clothing hinders mine. I cannot understand such people. To trade all of eternity for only just one instant, what is the point here? To suffer in the arms of the beast's skin to serve the clothes decaying day by day. Is life in this? Life is infinite. It has no suffering. It does not tear, for it's impossible to wear out the soul. The clothing has no home. There's just a closet where it is kept for only a short while. Only the soul has a true home, and it's the soul that yearning for eternity begets this sense of home for which man searches his entire life. Rigdon Japo. Over the years that passed, after the first books had been published, many events have happened which convinced me once again that a sincere desire of a single person to help people, together with his or her real actions and self-perfection, do bear surprisingly wonderful fruit. And it's not even about the books as reading matter, but rather about comprehension and putting the knowledge given in them into practice. A book is a means of transferring the knowledge— the knowledge not in the sense of property or one's own conclusion, but as wisdom from above that passes through centuries, the wisdom like an open gate for entering into that wonderful higher state of spirituality through which the insight comes from the One who created everything, the wisdom that always was, is, and will be even when the memory of its human conductors vanishes in the dust of ages. It is this wisdom, like a genuine seed, that gives good seedlings in a person, helping him to free his mind from the niche of human fears and narrow vaults of darkness of delusions, to overcome the solidity of material thinking, and to discover the boundless realm of cognizing the truth. It helps him to rise above his earthly selfhood and to see the world from the height of spiritual view without prejudices and material blinders. The wisdom endows a person with sincerity and a sense of purpose, enriches him with comprehension, and raises the level of his responsibility for the spiritual quality of his life. This eternal wisdom for a spiritual person is like vivifying water for a ripe ear of wheat grown from a good grain. It allows one to realize the root of human troubles and to improve the atmosphere of one's spiritual life. It gives the main keys to understanding the complex reality of a human being and the world and serves as the source of creating unique conditions for the human being to shape a spiritual society in the cruel world of the material animal mind. The eternal wisdom allows the human being to transform himself spiritually and to know the hidden essence of past and future events. This wisdom is precisely the constructive principle created by him, which opens for each person who has accepted it the path to his eternity. Rigdon There is an essential difference between those who ask questions from the mind and those who are guided by the thirst of searching for the truth. In the world they only teach intellect, memory and knowledge that comes from logic. Whereas when cognizing the truth one must master elevated stage of self-perfection, awareness and understanding of those deepest spiritual feelings that emanate from the soul. After all, the spiritual experience lies beyond the boundaries of the mind. Anastasia Yes, you have mentioned this before. However, it is only now, after years of working on myself each day, once I've started to feel and understand information in a comprehensive way, that I've realized in practice what this spiritual experience, which lies beyond the mind, is. The spiritual understanding of the world and myself helped me a lot in this, thanks to the unique knowledge which has been entering the world through you. Not that many years have passed since the publication of the first books, through which spiritual grains of wisdom have been shared with people. People welcome the books with more than just gratitude. Encountering this wisdom, the souls of many of them like a plucked string, are making an audible, triumphant sound. Even more than that, these books are making even those people hesitate in their choice in whose consciousness the animal nature dominates. People started to work on themselves more diligently, to try to control their thoughts, to understand the direction in which to go in their development and the essence of their spiritual needs, and to see the eternal grains in the traditional beliefs. Readers of these books did not just start awakening, they began growing spiritually, and this can be traced by the evolution of their questions. The first question that is usually rashly asked by the majority of the human mind is whether the main characters of the book really exist or not, and whether they are fiction or truth, particularly the main character Sensei, rigged and smiled in a friendly way. Others feeling inner heartfelt joy hasten to ask a question in the format of the Consumer Thinking Template. I've read the latest book. When will the next one come out? Still others attempt to do the spiritual practice described in the books, in fact, without changing their material priorities, so they are in a state of constantly arguing with themselves. And questions coming from them are of the same nature. I've been doing spiritual practices, but no miracle is happening, and nothing in my life is changing. Rigdon. The human being is dual in nature. The human mind can easily shift from one extreme to another, thus creating chaos and instability. The outer is just a reflection of the inner. Anastasia. But there are those who got imbued with the depth of the knowledge. This has profoundly changed their lives. They do not need any proof of the evidence that the spiritual prevails over the logic of the mind. They are firm in their life choice. Such people are pure in their souls, and their consciousness is not bogged down in the behavior patterns of world egocentrism and personal doubts. They are like lotus flowers. Once they are lit up with the sun's rays, they reach out for light. This is why the quality of their questions regarding the inner is completely different. Their questions come neither from logic nor from the human mind but rather from the deepest feelings, as if invisible communication is taking place between souls. Rigdon The deepest feelings are exactly the special language that differs from the human one. When the person overcomes the lowest of the low within himself, works on himself each day, develops and transforms himself spiritually as a human being, he becomes enlightened. When the person evolves spiritually, he encounters questions from his mind. Experience in spiritual practices makes him aware of the fact that his material brain is limited in its perception and is a part of the body. The body is perishable and finite. As for the soul dwelling inside him, it is invisible yet eternal." He understands that it is impossible to precisely express the experience of his feelings in the words of the mind. After all, spiritual practices are only tools that help to reveal, know, and unfold the deepest human feelings, through which his communication with the superiors from the beyond takes place in their language, the language of deepest feelings. That is why the divine cannot be spoken of directly, since any thought would be, just an allegory. For the divine is a different language, a language not of the mind, but of the deepest feelings, which is understood by the soul of any person. It is the universal language of human souls. This is exactly the language of truth. Anastasia. Yes, such experience indeed comes with practice. I have come to understand that there is a significant difference between associations of the mind and understanding specifically with the deepest feelings. It is difficult to share your own experience in words, although people who are on the same spiritual wavelengths with you understand you without any words. Rigdon The question of how to share one's spiritual experience and explain the genuine reality to people has always troubled those who have truly known the truth. It's difficult to convey the substance of personal spiritual experience in words because it is an experience of cognition of an entirely different world, which is unlike the material one. In other words, everything you say will be interpreted by the material thinking through the prism of experience of this world and consequently will either be misunderstood or distorted in perception. Furthermore, out of thousands of listeners, only a few will actually hear. The rest will not benefit from this. After all, the facets of reality are known only to the one whose eye is observing it. Anastasia There are also readers with a rich life experience. By human standards, they have succeeded in many things in their lives, achieved much and got the opportunity to change a lot in the world around them. The knowledge has touched their soul, but the resonance arising from their learnedness does not give them peace of mind. And though they ask questions from the logic based on their life experiences, yet the essence of their inquiries comes from the spiritual. It feels that such people want to know the answer, not because of an idle brain, but because they want to change the world for the better. I considered one of such questions important and essential enough to address it to you, for the answer to it may fundamentally change people's worldview and influence the global choice of the civilization. The question is as follows, is there such knowledge which people will not be able to use for military purposes, but which will be able to shake up the official sciences and lead an inquisitive mind to a direct scientific proof of the origin of the material world from the spiritual world, that is, the creation of the world by God. Rigdon Yes, I see this question coming from a person who yearns for the truth. Well, if people are already asking such a question, it means that it is time to reveal the answer to it. Yes, such knowledge does exist. It relates to the branch of astronomy, or rather the sciences of astrophysics, which studies phenomena in outer space as well as the evolution and interactions of celestial bodies and their systems. Taking into account that at the current stage of its development, astrophysics uses new discoveries in modern physics as well as the most recent achievements of the scientific and technical advances. The information which will enrich it will consequently in many ways aid the development of physics itself as the science studying the general patterns of natural phenomena. And if people understand the laws of physics deeply enough, they will be able to arrive by means of science to the real proof that the spiritual world is primary and the material world is secondary. Consequently, this will change the quality and the meaning of human life, and will open another way to the attainment of the truth, mainly through science. Anastasia This knowledge would indeed be very timely. As far as I know, astrophysicists have been trying to research the issues of evolution and to answer the perennial question, what was and what will be. However, despite the present leap in science, it is quite difficult for people to do that and there are many reasons for that. It is known that today the knowledge about stars is, in many respects, based on the spectral analysis of electromagnetic radiation of celestial objects, that is, on the information received thanks to the study of weak flows of electromagnetic waves coming from celestial objects to the Earth. And all of these besides the visible light, including radio waves, infrared, ultraviolet, X-rays, and gamma radiation, are electromagnetic waves of a different wavelength, which are either shorter or longer than the rays that are visible to the human eye. Generally speaking, whatever instruments people have invented, thanks to the latest scientific breakthroughs, is what they saw. Rigdon. Among the cosmic ocean of a multitude of waves of all different kinds of natures, these electromagnetic waves, which are known to the present-day science, Occupy by spectrum just a small interval of radiation. Anastasia That's the problem. After all, the work of modern physicists is similar to the person who attempts to find out what the whole present world is like by looking through a narrow slit, which shows just a limited area, and then only of the distant past and not the present, not to mention the future. If you ask yourself what light is, according to the present-day science, the answer will be that, in a narrow sense of this notion, light is electromagnetic waves within the frequency range perceived by the human eye in a broader sense, it is optical radiation. Considering the speed of light known to scientists, it is no wonder that they see many phenomena related to stars as something that happened a long time ago. Thus, in fact, they are observing the processes that took place millions of years ago. Rigdon, smiling. Indeed, when the species of Homo sapiens did not yet exist on this planet. Anastasia. That is interesting. Scientists believe that modern humans appeared up to 40,000 years ago, and the first authentic Homo sapiens as a representative of the human race on Earth appeared about two million years ago. And if we consider that it takes more than two million years for the light of, let's say, the Great Andromeda Nebula, as one of the neighboring galaxies to reach us, it really turns out that we see not what is there now, but what was there at the time when there wasn't even a hint of the human presence on Earth. Rigdon. Quite true and what can be said about distant, extragalactic objects. People see them as they were billions of years ago. Stars, even the ones that have the shortest of lives, exist much longer compared to the human civilization. I am not even talking about an ordinary person as an intelligent individual who during his fleeting existence often does not realize his true purpose, let alone something greater. His life, like vapor, appears for a moment and vanishes in a short instant. Besides, humankind itself belongs to the civilizations which are lost quickly. Although people are given the knowledge from time to time, in many cases no sooner does such knowledge appear in the world than it immediately gets used for gaining power over others. This is, in fact, human choice toward the animal nature. Only a few have enough time to take advantage of the knowledge for their spiritual development. The result of choice is like water, which takes the shape of this or that vessel.